They, they want him to be more healthy. So by lining him up out, out wide or in the slot, they want you fucking thirsty or something. <laughs> what do you want me to do, man? It's like 100 degrees outside. I mean, why don't you make some noise while you're at it? Anyway. We are making noise. Anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Fantasy Buds podcast, episode number two. If you... Listen to the first one, we are sorry, and thank you. And if you're listening to the second one, we thank you also. Uh, it's a lot of things we had to work through for our first episode. Uh, we were kind of like just a blind dick, just Finding busting around in all the infinite directions. So we got through all those kinks, and now we're ready to we go. We're learning. To my, to my right, we have host... Tim Stewart Jr. That's right. Uh, you didn't have to add that. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I like how you put my junior. left. Well, I kind of had to for legal reasons. So, to my left, we have Mark. 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 Yep. <laughs> the banana hat. <laughs> this is my new favorite hat, man. I'm I'm never taking this hat off. You don't That's understand. Great. Well, I guess we should start talking about fantasy. Yeah, let's get right into it, gentlemen. We're going to talk about some running backs today. Yes. Uh, mainly some guys we have in our. Top 12 to 15. I did 15. I know you guys said you did. I did 12. Yeah. Because I don't give a shit past that. I did 10 because I don't give a shit past that. So. All right. Well. So I'm I'm going to ring off. Yeah. Who's your number one? Who do you got number one this year? Way. I'll just. You want me to just run through the list and and see what angers you guys the most? I had to take a guy by guy and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Let's, let's, okay. let's go guy by guy. So this is just a list of guys that I like and think this is where I personally think they will finish. But we'll go, we'll go into it. So number one, I still have Christian McCaffrey because he's still CMC. I don't give a shit about the injury history. Uh, he's still going to be the same guy. I just don't. I mean, he's number one for me. I mean, I I think it's fair. Um, I mean, think about it. You're talking about a guy who played four games last year, and he no, averaged he played seven. Seven. All right. Well, sorry, you guys. <laughs> 2020, it was three. 2020, yeah. it was three. Do you know how much he still scored? Yeah, he well, last year he averaged 26 points a game when he played. He averaged 30 points a game during that 2020 season also. 2020 season, he did. And 2021, he did the same. And last thing. year, he averaged 4.5 yards a carry too, but he didn't get the ball that much. He only averaged 14 carries a game, which for running back of his caliber isn't great. But the wild thing is that in those seven games, even though he was riddled with injuries, he still had 37 receptions. So... so and despite the injuries the past couple of years, everybody forgets that he played three full healthy seasons. And in those seasons, he was the RB10, RB2, and RB1. Yep. And he didn't have any injuries that were lingering or yep. career-threatening. No, it wasn't I mean, anything with his uh, Achilles. No, we're talking about a foot and a hamstring. Knee. You know, I mean, hamstring, it's like... It's 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 honestly almost just throwing a dart at the wall, and you'll get a guy who has a hamstring issue in the NFL today. So yep, most I mean, running backs have a hamstring. Yeah, issues. and I mean most of these guys are going to get hurt. I know you've said this a bunch of times, Brian. All these guys get hurt. They're you all going to like these guys. It's very all, rare running backs play all seventeen games. Seventeen now. Yep. games now. They weren't yeah. even playing all sixteen games, but now they added another game. So this is where we're at. I think that's definitely justifiable with McCaffrey. I have him at number two still this year. Well, then who's your number? You one? know the upside still there. 
I have Jonathan Taylor at number one because I have Jonathan Taylor at number two. Okay, and so you can the reason I why Jonathan Taylor in top three. You don't? Nope. All right, we'll fucking get to you in a second. I was gonna <laughs> say, I, I want to hear why, definitely, but I do want to say he's number one for me because last year he had the most red zone touches in the whole league. The most valuable stat in fantasy football is obviously touchdowns. You're getting the most points for that. Jonathan Taylor, if he's getting all these opportunities in the red zone, inside the 10-yard line, which he actually had the most in the league last year with 42, the next closest guy had 30. Yeah. So it's not even close. The The opportunity he's going to get, I don't care about Philip Lindsay. Naheem Hines, he can be relevant even without taking time away from JT. He can play in the slot. We've already heard rumors about him doing that. You know, Dave has talked about that nonstop. You know, they're using him in the slot. You know, that's how they're going to get him more involved. You know, JT is still going to be that same guy. He's young. He's fresh. He's up and coming. A lot of these guys are trending downwards. You know, McCaffrey's coming off two injured years. JT hasn't even had, you know... What he missed one game last year, I if think even so, yeah, and it wasn't even yeah. a serious thing. Given it's only been two seasons, no, you know. no, yes, he he's still a very young player. He has not been in the lead long, but you know he's just going to get all the opportunity. Also, a stat I like too is that Matt Ryan also did target running backs the most last year. So maybe that goes to Naheem Hines, but I mean JT will probably get some of that too. That's so what I wanted to say about Matt Ryan, he's a clear upgrade over Carson Wentz, and. Being Eagles fans, we well know Carson Wentz's style of play. It's a lot of garbage, but for the most part, he's looking for the big play. He's never been a check down He does guy. not want to check the ball down. Matt Ryan has been that guy for at least the last few years of his career he's, since he's getting, yeah. you know... His he's career, not scared to do that. His career's dwindling down. He's not what he used to be. He's, he's a shell of himself, but he can get... I think he's still a upgrade over Carson Wentz now in terms of fantasy oh, 100%. for Jonathan Taylor. No, without a doubt. Because if you just add, give him an extra 20 targets on the season next year than what he had last year, he very well could finish number one. But that's, Again, yeah. I do have him number two, but... I want to hear what Tim has to say about Yeah, I want to hear yeah, this. Yeah, so, I wanna, why is he not in your yeah, top why three? The reason why he's not in my top three is mainly because of... Everywhere when you go, they keep the Colts keep saying they want to get Naheem Hines, Naheem Hines more involved. Oops. On top of that, and then you also bring in Philip Lindsay. You guys say Philip Lindsay isn't anything to worry about, but every team he goes to, he steals a bunch of carries. He sucks, but for some reason, he keeps getting carries. To be honest, though, so it's even- not that I'm saying that Jonathan Taylor's bad. It's just I'm saying for me. If I have, which in our league, I have the second overall pick. He's not even on my board at second, even if he's there. But even if Philip Lindsay takes like five carries a game or like five to eight carries a game from him, he could still easily be getting 21, 22, you know, 25, like 20 to 25 carries a game. And that's, I still, if you're drafting a running back in the first round, that that's still elite. Like, I'm never going to complain about that. Like, I mean, not everybody's Derrick Henry where it's 30 touches a game. No, you you're know, right. All the but time. You're, also, like, you're right. But you also got to realize like you said to me the other day, 80% of the, he had 80% of the workload last year, pretty much is what he had. I don't remember the They're exact stat, but I'm pretty sure it was around like 75, 80% of the snaps. But now that they have Matt Ryan, they're probably going to throw the ball more. You don't bring in Matt Ryan, who's better than Carson Wentz to just run the ball. But he does tar but, but we also, I also think it's interesting that he's had the most, he had the most running back targets last oh, no, year absolutely. as well. And Naheem Hines will definitely get some of that without a doubt. But like I said, the Colts have been using him out of the slot a lot. You know, 
I could see that going a lot of different ways. I, I still think JT is going to eat. I still have him no, number he one. He probably will. I mean, like I said, it's not like he's still up there for me. I mean, I have, I agree with you. I have CMC at one, uh, especially if he's healthy. Who do you have ahead of Jonathan Taylor, though? So I have ahead of Jonathan Taylor, I have Derrick Henry at two. I think that's two. fair. The main reason I have okay. Derrick Henry at two is because with A.J. Brown gone and Robert Woods now being pretty much the number one, I really have a feeling that even though he got hurt, his cal- his carries are just going to go up. Also, so he also, uh, you're talking about a guy who last year averaged 30 touches a game. That's what I'm saying. You know, and granted, mean, he got hurt last year, but still, I mean, the year before that, he broke 2,000 yards. I don't have Derrick Henry in my top three. He's actually right at number five for me. That's fair because that's actually where I have Jonathan Taylor. Uh, really? I, okay. Jonathan Taylor I mean, five. I think it's fair to be concerned about Derrick Henry. He's he's 28. He's almost 30. He's just coming off a big injury. Yeah. You know, now look, that was also a foot problem he had. So that's the thing, too. You if know, you remember, he was supposed to come back and then it got pushed back because it didn't heal properly. That could be another thing, too. So, and, you know, if we're not worried about the foot problem with CMC, then we can't be worried about it with Derrick Henry exactly. either. So just. Close your fucking eyes. Draft the top running backs. Yeah, yeah, and Just, hope for the best. You don't. I don't think you need to load up on them this year. Take one no, high, yeah, and then load up on receiver. Yeah. But I mean, the guys I have in, in front of Derrick Henry are very fair reasons. So I have Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey. Switch those. Christian McCaffrey one, Jonathan Taylor two, right? Davin Cook at three. Mm. Mm, this is interesting. I really want to hear why. And Austin Eckler at four. Mm. I also have Austin Eckler at four. And the really? reason why all those guys are ahead of Derrick Henry is I targets. Yeah. Because, gentlemen, we play in PPR, full PPR. I would leagues. say most leagues do. Oh, yeah. So, and if you're in half PPR or standard, don't fucking talk to me, all right? Full PPR is better. That's the Suck way to my go. Dick and that's a stamp of <laughs> okay. approval. Okay, so your top, let me just make sure I got it right. So your top five, it's CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, not in any order. Austin Eckler, Dalvin Cook, and then Derrick Henry. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I really want to, so I want to hear what you're, so, so it's mainly just targets for Dalvin Cook, and I can agree with that because really nobody's challenging him for snaps there. Madison only plays when Cook goes down. He's just a, Pretty much a safety net Talking there. Talking about bro, CJ Ham, the absolute tank. This da- is, this Dalvin is Cook thing. gets a lot of goal line carries. He still gets a lot of touches. People act like he missed all these games last year. He only missed four games last year. So, you know, I still think he can be that guy as well. I have him at six. I think Dalvin he will Cook. be that guy because it's just it just kind of lines up that way. He's more primed to have a healthier year than than what he's had last year. He kind of always has a banged up year and then he bounces back with True. with more health. But his new coach now, Kevin O'Connell, he was the Rams offensive coordinator in 2020 and 2021. Both top 10 offenses, both with Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. I think by them going through the passing game now, Dalvin Cook will not only have way more targets than usual, he will also be getting all the goal line carries. True. First and second downs, probably even third. Even if they run just below average, he's still getting all the work plus the targets. True. So in full PPR, I think Dalvin Cook is about more valuable than a lot of people give him credit for. It's interesting. The Vikings also have a new regime. Just so they're not yeah. really, yeah. they really don't have any ties to Dalvin Cook. So they're not going to be afraid to fucking run his ass into the ground. Nope. No. But we've heard all these things about the Vikings being a pass-first offense this year. Now, that can also benefit Dalvin Cook because he's not coming off yeah. the field. Who is he coming off the field for? Maybe C.J. Ham and Gola sometimes. Yep. 
maybe, you know, sometimes, sometimes Madison goes in just to give him a break. But in all the dangerous situations, Cook's going to be in the game. Yeah. They, they want him to be more healthy. So by lining him up out, out wide or in the slot, they want you fucking thirsty or something. <laughs> what do you want me to do, man? It's like 100 degrees outside. I mean, why don't you make some noise while you're at it? Anyway, we are making noise. Anyway, yeah, I, Dalvin Cook, you don't even have to think about it this year. He's he's yeah. high on my list, and Dave, I'd be happy to have him. Dave has the ninth pick in our league, and he keeps asking me who to pick, and I keep saying I really consider Dalvin Cook because he's I have gonna, Dalvin Cook at nine because 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 I know that the top five he's not going to go that in our league, so no, no show. he he's going to fall, and I think whoever gets him with a late pick is getting a steal, and Dalvin Cook, in my opinion, because he still hasn't showed us anything to show he's falling off. He just was a little banged up last year. He was still great when he played. Yeah, and the Austin Eckler pick. That's the same thing, I think. Even though they drafted Isaiah Spiller, I think he will take away some some goal line opportunities. They they're gonna they're gonna give Austin Eckler a little bit more rest this year because they used him a lot last year. However, I think he will have well over a thousand scrimmage yards. He's never had a thousand yards in either category, receiving or rushing. Yep. So by him having all those touchdowns last year. It's going to be hard to project him to be as high as he was last year, so that's why I kind of have him at four. But in full PPR with the catches that he's going to get, I think he's he's one of the safer picks in the draft, especially having Justin Herbert as your He's also a guy who's proved that he really doesn't need a lot of volume to eat. Like, he doesn't... He's very efficient with the volume he gets. Even if he gets 10 to 12 carries that game... He's probably going to get you a touchdown. He's very—he's one of the most efficient players in the league. You know, he also was second in target share for running backs last year. So he's getting a big chunk. He's getting a fourteen percent target share as a running back. You know, that's yeah, really damn high. You know, and obviously Justin Herbert, one of the best up and coming young quarterbacks. He's barring injury, Eckler is going to eat. Don't expect twenty touchdowns again, maybe, but. I could, I could still see 14, 15 total. The good thing about Austin Eckler is over the last three seasons, he's had 267 targets. For a running back. For a running back. That's crazy. So that's kind of six crazy. targets a game. I mean, mo- most running backs don't even get 40 targets in a season. Because yeah. Derrick Henry, the, the reason why he's below Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry has never had more oh. than 30 targets yeah, in a no, season. He just is not involved right. in a... They just you're don't really involve right. him he in the He doesn't score on the, in the air. He doesn't... He doesn't have that, but that's that's why I like Austin Eckler more in, in terms of full PPR. I'm a big fan of him as well. I have him at number four. You said you have him at number four. Tim, you said what? You had him at? I have him at six. Six. You said. Yeah. You want to know who I have at six? Can we Is it Najee one? Harris? Nope. Javante Williams. I have him. I at have seven. him on my list, but I think I have him at eight. I have him at seven. I have him at six because. Those top five running backs, I think that's mostly the consensus of everybody. Like it's majority of top fives are going to have those running backs in there. But right. past that, I feel like I'm not saying like I'm thinking outside the box. I'm just saying guys that I really like that I would rather have as my running back too after I take these guys first. Right. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Javante Williams. I mean, Brian, we've been talking about him for the past. Since he got drafted, Says, to be honest. I like, loved him. I, I, I hate I Melvin mean, Gordon. I even... Fuck Melvin Gordon. Even with Melvin Gordon there, I'm still a big fan of Javante Boy. 
He is going to eat into the work a little bit, no it's doubt. It's going to be 65-35, I'm calling it. I I could definitely see 60-40. I could see 65-35. They were already last year pretty much 50-50 down the middle. They were just 50-50. It was 50-50 and- down the middle. I mean, uh, what was it? Hang on. I have it right here. Melvin Gordon had 203 carries, and then Javante Williams had 203 carries. So they were literally 50-50 right down the middle. Same amount of yardage, too. The only thing was is that Melvin Gordon got more of the touchdowns yeah, he Javante got a lot Williams of goal line. Did. Yeah, he got work. a lot of goal line. Williams only had four touchdowns with 900 yards, and then Gordon had eight touchdowns. To be honest, with 900 though, that's yards. still a pretty underrated good season for a rookie running back. So oh, like, for no, a rookie running back, yeah, it's fantastic. Like have, it's like he said, like that. Even last year, if you had him as like your RB two, that's a fantastic thing to have. Yeah, as. he um he ended up turning it on. I had him in the free agency league last year, and he ended up turning it on at the end of the year when I needed it. I yep. believe he's going to be a league winner this year, and I'll tell you I why. I could see that too. So the, their new coach, Nathaniel Hackett. He has had multiple running back or multiple top 10 running back seasons under his belt on multiple teams with multiple players. So he was the offensive coordinator for Jacksonville from 2016 to 2018. In 2017, they had, they drafted Leonard Fournette. Yep. He was the number seven running back that year. Yep. Obviously, the next year in 2018, we know that was more injury plagued and they didn't have anybody else to, to take that load. However, he became the offensive coordinator in, from 2019. Yeah, 2019 to 2021 with Aaron Jones there. Aaron Jones there was the number two, then the number five, and then the number 10. I think him going here with having Russell Wilson as his quarterback and having a running back that they traded up in the draft to get. Yeah. And I personally believe, this is my gut feeling, that they kind of reserved him for when they went and got out a quarterback because they everybody knew for a while Denver was in – they're running for some quarterback. Yeah. They were kind of stuck in limbo until they stuck got one, to be honest. So they didn't want to run him. That's the thing with Najee Harris. They they ran him into the ground already in his rookie season. That's what happened to Zeke Elliott. Oh, I can't wait to talk off. about Najee Harris. So with Javante Williams, I think they were kind of preserving him for when they got that So because they want to win. Yeah. And I think that's where the 65-35 happens with Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And I have him as a league winner. I, I could definitely. It, so here's a question too: If you go wide receiver in the first round, are you comfortable with Javante as your running back one in the second round? Because I am. My, to be I, honest, if I had Cooper Cup or, or Justin Jefferson or Jamar, Chase, or Jamar Chase, I would be totally comfortable with that. 100%. That'd be fine with me because you wanted to have that upside. Well, I feel the, like it also depends where you pick too, because I can guarantee you in all of our leagues, he ain't getting past. The first two picks of the second round. He's going to go by the one-two turn. Yeah, probably. To, be, and to probably. be honest, if Melvin Gordon wasn't there, I'd be thinking about him with the fifth pick in the draft. Yeah. To tell you the truth. So, you know, that'd be like him getting totally all on you. Um, but, okay, so you said, Brian, you have Derrick Henry at number five, right? Yeah, who's your number Tim, five? who did you say you have at number five? At five, I have Taylor. Okay, you have... Okay, yes. so my number five is Najee Harris. So... This is a guy that I've been... Ugh. Okay, so this is a guy I was really high on and kind of as the offseason has been going along, I've kind of been trending downwards on. If you asked me to do this ranking a month ago, I probably would have had him at number two or three. Like, I would have considered him with the first pick probably a month or two ago. But kind of like the more I look into it, just kind of... I realize his stats were kind of pretty inflated last year. Like, he got so many carries. There are, And like Brian said earlier, they're already running him into the ground. You know, he had 381 touches last season as a rookie. 
yeah. running back. That's a lot. And he didn't get hurt. You know, he was okay for the most part. Like, he 381 touches. And, you know, he did not. That's his, a fuck ton. His yards per carry was not good at all. Nope, 3.9. I was going to say 3. Point, I, I, On 307 no, attempts, he had a 3.9 average. And, you know, he does get a lot of touches in the red zone. We know he's going to get the volume. The problem I have with Najee Harris now is that he's volume dependent. You know, so number yeah. five, do you want to take a guy who's volume dependent? You know, like I'd rather take a guy who can break off that big, who gets the volume and who can break off that long touchdown too. And Najee mm-hmm. Harris doesn't do that, to he be honest. Do that. His touchdowns mostly come in the red zone, you know, and to be honest, it's just, you know, I'm trending downwards on him. I still have him at five just because of the volume he's going to get. Um, and, they, you know, he really hasn't been hurt, but when are his wheels going to fall off? Because he got killed at Alabama, too. So I, I was, I'm really down on him this year because with number one, one, their offensive line is fucking terrible. Atrocious. It is terrible. Fucking horrific. They don't have Big Ben anymore. We don't know what's going to happen. Who was, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong. I am really high right now. Big Ben, statistically, we all are. I'm pretty sure Big Ben was the 32nd Accordingly, PFF. I think, I think yeah, he was the worst was quarterback the worst in the league last year. QB last year. So, I think. But I just don't think by that statistic, just because like Mitch Trubisky is going to be quarterback 29, no, it's yeah. going to be better for Najee because most quarterbacks aren't going to dink and dunk like Big Ben was at his rate. Najee had 94 targets. Yeah, I think that's very inflating. That is very inflating. To be honest. And the fact that he has no explosiveness and uh, behind a shit crafted offensive line. I don't even know their names anymore. I mean, he's at nine for me since he's a Mike Tomlin running back and he's going to get that volume. volume. Right. Like, you know, the volume, like volume is king. He's very safe in that aspect. Like he is safe, but forgive me. I'm high too. If anybody's listening, forgive me. I fucked up. I'm high. Uh, Najee actually did not get a lot of touches at all in the red zone last year. I have this written down and I just can't read right now. He was actually 22nd in red zone touches. And for a guy that you just said has no explosive, well, I don't want to say no explosiveness. That's not fair, but not like he's not going to get you that long touchdown like Dalvin Cook or, or to be even Eckler. Well, you know, like those guys, he Aaron Jones, like yeah. these guys who can break off those long touchdowns. Like Najee's really not going to do that. You got to hope that they get on the goal line. Yeah, to tell you the truth. Is that offense really going to move with? Kenny Pickett or Mitch Trubisky or whoever the fuck it is. Or I could see him having a lot of Joe Mixon, 20 rush, 75 yard games this year with like three or four yeah. catches. And he's, he's going to be fine for you, but at his price. Yeah. yeah like, which I is have, probably a first round pick. You have yeah. to take him in the first I round. Have list, I have him listed at four. Oh, because you have, have him higher him, than I me. I have him finishing as RB4. And the only reason I have that is because of the receptions aspect. I mean, like he Brian did finish. With Eckler. I'm pretty sure he finishes the RB4 last year. That's what I have him as just because with, it's, look, Mitch Trubisky, yeah, they got him, but there's no guarantee he's going to be the starter the entire season. Because all it's going to take is him having one shade of looking like he's back in Chicago playing for Matt Nagy and then in and steps like, Kenny Pickett. I don't want to, I just want to like have a disclaimer. I'm not saying I don't like, I'm still very high on Najee Harris, but there are, I think you're right to have all the concerns oh, that you absolutely. do definitely about it. Like I definitely, and that's probably why I won't be taking him with my pick in the first round. Like I, I won't, certainly am not because I was really considering him at my pick at five, but the more and more I delve, I don't really, yes. there's too many red flags there. Like, and he's 
great, obviously, for what you're going to get. You're going to get all that volume, but I just think there's better ways to go at that point. Like, he still deserves to go in the first round, just for the volume alone. He's, he's like a back-end kind of guy. So I know, can agree with that. We know Brian's top five. Who's your top five? Oh, that's no. the case. Me, we, um, we already talked about everybody. I had Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Eckler, and Najee. And then six, I had Dalvin Cook. Seven, I have Javante. Eight, I have DeAndre Swift at eight. I do too. Um, I want to hear why. He's yeah, see, I have him. He's my number 10. See, this is the thing. So he hasn't finished as like a top 10 running back in his career yet. It's only been two seasons. However, he's had stretch multiple stretches where he's been a top 10, even top five guy. I think there was a stretch last year for about five or six games where he was the run, number one running back in the NFL. He's, yeah, had some rotten, yep. he's had some rotten injury luck, 100%. And then, yeah, rotten injury luck, team's bad, so he, there's going to be some inconsistency. He only played play. 10 games last year, but he was phenomenal in the 10 games he played last year. I think the offense will improve. I think the team will improve, and I think there will be more scoring opportunities for DeAndre Swift. I do like him. He's one of those guys where I'm betting on the talent. And I think his talent, he's so talented to where he's going to just be carried in. And he's going to be carrying that offense. It's going to go through him. He can kind of be like diet Austin Eckler, sort of, you know, like to where because Eckler had, you know, we were talking about all the receptions and the target share earlier with Eckler, the 14% target share. DeAndre Swift actually, through the 10 games he played, he led all running backs in receptions last year. So, and that was with fucking Jared Goff, you know, with the shitty-ass offense they have now. You know, you add Jamison Williams. You know, you have another year from TJ Hawkinson in development. You know, you have DeAndre Swift hopefully coming back healthy now. You have Amon Ross St. Brown. You know, I mean, Jared Goff succeeded with the Rams when he had talent around him. and He's not a complete bum. Like, like, I mean, he's got a little bit of talent around him now. I I could see the Lions being a lot better. Maybe not. They're obviously probably going to be a seven-win team. Yeah, obviously not nine, ten wins, but I could see the six to eight. The best goddamn seven-win team ever. Like They gonna, probably will be the best seven-win team gonna ever. They're going to lose and win every game by they're one gonna or two They're going to fight every single game. They'll fight the fucking Chiefs in game. Yeah. If they play, I don't even know if they play them. They're going to give the Packers fits. All right, so here's Dan a guy Campbell. I, I kind of want to talk about. Where do you guys have Nick Chubb ranked on your list? Oof. Thank you for bringing that up. I have Nick Chubb at three. Wow. Okay. I because I have him at nine. Where do you have him? Twelve. Wow. Okay. So this is the most interesting. Okay. This, this is, is the very... most variation yet. Now, okay. Tim, you go first. Yes. I want to hear the why. The reason you have him why at three. I have him at three is the main reason that I had him even lower before was because when they traded for Deshaun Watson, I really wasn't gonna he dropped when I heard they got Watson because I really wasn't trying to have Nick Chubb break off an 85-yard run, and then Deshaun Watson just steals the touchdown. But now with him facing a possible season suspension... Yeah, he might not play. Nick Chubb, if you didn't know this, was tied for Jonathan Taylor last year with yards per carry. They both averaged 5.5 yards per carry. He's he's insanely efficient, Nick Chubb. On Nick Chubb, with having 228 touches, carries, he had 1,259 yards and eight touchdowns. Longest touchdown was a 70-yard touchdown. Throughout his career, he's had the explosiveness. Without a doubt. His issue is he get these little nickel and dime injuries that cost him one or two games. That's his problem. So for me, I have him ranked at three mainly because whatever's going on with Kareem Hunt, because they still haven't figured that the fuck out, that's still its own issue that changes every other day. First, it's contract issue, then it's other shit. To be honest, though, and that's my main issue with him was Kareem Hunt, but even when Kareem Hunt missed time last year, 
the Browns are still pretty clear what they want to do with Chubb. Like they exactly. they had just Dearness Johnson step into the Kareem Hunt yep. role. So they and, you kind of just have to expect 17, 18 touches from Chubb again. Exactly. And with Baker Mayfield gone now too, who the Who's their starting quarterback if Watson's out? True. Um, Jacoby, Brissett. Um, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Brissett. And he's he's not the worst. That um, like, could end up benefiting Chubb if he does. Exactly. That's why I'm saying. down Charlie. That's why I feel like, well, he didn't have a ton of receptions last year. I mean, he had He's never been 20. A, a real <laughs> so. catching. That's why I, I have him at 12. He's, he's going to be consistent. I think he's a solid RB2 or RB1 if you go wide receiver heavy. But right. don't expect a top. Three seasons. So, I mean, he only got targeted twenty five times. Yeah, he had he, twenty receptions on twenty five targets. He, he yeah. had about a five percent target share, which yeah. is abysmal last year. Like, I mean, you know, the past two seasons, he's averaged seventeen and eighteen touches a game. He's not going to get more. Like, and I'm not taking a guy like that in the first round. To tell you the truth, he's very touchdown dependent. Yeah, he doesn't get a lot of receptions. He will rip off, like Tim said. He's got. We all know the talent is there with Nick Chubb. Yeah, he will rip off those seventy yard touchdowns. Like. The Browns, just the way they use him, don't really, I guess like they don't really want him to get hurt. You know, I guess they don't want to run him into the ground, but he gets well, nickel and diamond that's that's anyway. That's why I feel like so, this year they really don't have the option to use him the way that they were using him in the past. Deshaun Watson's out. You're not going to call a, a QB draw with fucking Jacoby Brissett at the two or something. You're going to have to run it with Nick Chubb. With Kareem Hunt, too. The big thing is that, one, it's Deshaun Watson might be out for the entire season, most likely will be. No, it's going to be four to six games. I doubt that. No, 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 it's literally four six four games. Four to six games? That's it. He got it. Yeah, I was gonna, isn't that the max, right? That's It went it, from them talking about a whole season, now it's four to six games? Yep. Good Lord. Calvin Ridley got a full year. Calvin Ridley gets a full year for betting on for his own team to win game. a game. He wasn't even there. He wasn't Good even with for the gambling. team. Lord. He couldn't even have had any impact on the game. Sexual assault versus gambling. All right, so then now with that you info, tell a story I would probably NFL. with that info, Nick Chubb's still probably at my top five because I do love Nick Chubb. No, he's just but, so mm, talented. It's just a problem. That's why it's hard. It's, it's just he, like this is the thing with Nick Chubb. If you have to bet on him having a like a damn near two thousand yard season true. for him to finish again ahead of these other guys that I have ranked high, solely based on the. The reception. The lack the of receptions. Yeah. That's it. That's that's why Derrick Henry was like almost an outlier. His yeah. his top three season in 2020. Or was it? Tw- yeah, it was 2020 yeah. when he had 2,000 yards. But he didn't catch the ball nearly enough. He still even was. He had 2,000 yards and still wasn't number one. Yeah. He's a beast. But you want the guys that are going to get all those yeah. extra points. That's the, the okay. whole fucking Okay, so then point. let me ask this as we're going back to the receptions thing because nobody has said this name and I'm interested as to why. Where do you guys have Leonard Fournette ranked? He's not in not my in top my 15. Not on your list um, at all. I just don't... I just can't... He's not sexy to me. I don't he, know. He also just showed up, what, 260 to the Buccaneers camp he or did whatever? Gain, yeah, he did gain a lot of weight, um, but I don't think they disclosed how much of it was what. But going off of last year's stats... That being said, I don't really think it's one of the things where I'm not going to take him top like first round. But I mean, if he's out there late second round, I feel like you got to take him. To I mean, honest. just going off his stats last year, off 180 carries, he had 800 yards, eight touchdowns, but he had 84 receptions. Do you think those are inflated at all? I think that's sustainable because the loss of Chris Godwin could. Yeah. But they're talking about Chris Godwin possibly coming back week one. Well, not Chris Godwin, also Gronk, too. Gronk's done no matter what. I don't so, think Gronk will be too big of. Like still losing like, ground. I mean, you're right. Targets. Yeah, but 
I don't think I. I mean, I'm not really that high on Leonard Fournette. I just think he's an ugly mid round running back that you would draft and then regret right. later. Like, you, yeah, you would be there in like the beginning of the third round. You're like, fuck, I need a running back. Let me take Leonard Fournette. And you like the year I, I took fucking Todd Gurley and he's, my free he's agency just kind of an he's ugly on Atlanta. Pick to like, because last year he was great because you got him in probably the eighth or tenth round, somewhere around there, and he was a top ten running back. Like okay. nobody really. But now he's going in the second and third, and I just feel like he doesn't so, have that. He just doesn't have that it for me, you know. So where do you have him on your list, Tim? On my list, he's at number eleven. Eleven. So because okay, so I have another name that I'm actually kind of shocked hasn't been. So named I was yet. gonna say we've talked about. I do have a name too. I think we've talked about ten guys. About I was gonna say why don't we run down our top ten real quick? Okay. So. I have Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, mm-hmm. um, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Javante Williams, Nick Chubb, and then Joe Mixon is my 10th ranked running back. Wow, you didn't say the um, guy that I have. So, I know, you're I know you, mean, you were thinking the same exact so guy. Are you guys talking about Aaron Jones or yes. James Conner? Nope. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not about. talking okay, about so either of those two. Aaron Jones is number 12 on my list. He is number 7 for me. I want to hear why. Because mainly for the loss of Devontae Adams, yeah, the offense true. is going to flow through Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. And I don't give a Frenchman's what do you fuck mean, about A.J. Dillon. What do you mean? You're going to sleep on Randall Cobb? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> fucking old man. Actually, when it comes to Randall Cobb, I am Brian's got a point because they did lose MVS too, which is kind of an underrated yeah. loss. Yep. Rodgers did throw a couple bombs to him. Like, and like, I got fucking Alan Lazard and... and a rookie, Christian Watson. Yeah, That's yeah. It. Who was what a second round pick, if yeah. I'm correct. Yeah. So he's nothing. You can't to expect me. him to make you know, fucking go bombs away right away. You know, this guy's not going to be a star right away. So I can definitely agree with um Aaron Jones and with Devontae Adams out, he's actually averaged 23 PPR points per game with him out. So that is kind of, I'm actually. I've gotten higher and higher on Aaron Jones. Like, if I was going to make this list again, I'd probably have him higher than Nick Chubb, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, Just because of that insane upside. Like, Jones will get you those 50, 60-point games. Now, like, he might he have does. a point. You know, he might have a game, like, a couple games where he's, like, a little up and down. He gets you 9, 10, 12, but he, ha- he can win you weeks My only himself. issue with Aaron Jones is because I've had him in a lot of my leagues. He's extremely fucking touchdown dependent. Well, to be like, honest, extremely touchdown dependent. Honestly, like you're gonna have him, and he'll get you like maybe ten or fifteen points. But if he doesn't get a touchdown, you're not breaking you, twenty. You are kind of right, but I think this year it's gonna help him not having Devonte Adams. And see, but and, here's like, the thing: I'm not that high on him this year because I'm actually high on the dude who's. I think he's going to be splitting carries with this year. Do you think AJ? Well, to be honest, so what if AJ Dillon gets? What if it's fifty fifty, but Jones gets all the receiving? Don't give a fuck. If, I mean, if he gets all the receiving, then you got to give it to Aaron Jones. Because, because but I my feeling still, is, yeah. I feel like with Aaron Jones's contract getting ready to come up, they're kind of at the point to where now, if they were planning on keeping Jones, I feel like they would have shipped out Dylan somewhere. Because Dylan is a talent. We've seen it. Last year, there was glimpses of it. The more and more you read about it, the more and more they're saying now they want to get AJ Dylan more involved. He already. Bit into a pretty huge chunk of Aaron Jones's carries last he year. Did, they did Goal invest line, a lot in him too. Everything. I feel like now it's getting to a point to where there's more upside for you to have Dylan as your like running back two, rather than spending 
an early second round pick because he's going to go early second round. Aaron Jones is going to be out of there. He's r- relatively early. He's Someone going might even take him second, in the first round. He's going in the second in our league, no doubt. Exactly. In the, in the TJ Memorial League, no doubt he goes in the first round. And free agency, or off second round, I'm sorry. Yeah. Free agency, 14-team league, he's going to go in the first round. Exactly, no and that's doubt. why for me, so, I feel like it's Aaron Jones is a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. But it's one of the things where you said where it's like value. It depends on where you're picking him at. Because if I'm looking at it this way, if I have a top, with our league, it's 10 people. I have the second overall pick. I'm going to have to take a running back with that first pick. I am not going to have a choice. If I take a wide receiver, I'm going to have to take Aaron Jones, but he's probably not going to be there in the second round. Somebody will take him, because I know for a fact he's definitely not going to get past you if he's there in the second no, round. He's, he's not. No shot in hell he's getting he past you. He might not get if past I went receiver either. in the first exactly. round, I think he's the perfect. That's what I'm saying. He's is, the perfect running back. Exactly. If you go receiver, you go re- he's the perfect yes. running back. The thing is, though, if I take a running back with the, first, with the second pick, which I'm probably going to have to, I got no problem sitting there taking Dylan later in the draft, knowing, all right, if Aaron Jones gets hurt, not only do I have his his handcuff, but I got a dude who was already eating into his carries last year, and from what I'm reading and how they're talking him up, he's probably going to eat even more of his carries this year. Because personally, I think they're planning on just letting Aaron Jones walk. I don't think they're going to resign him. To be I honest, think it's going to be have a good day and that's I it. I think you're right, but I think that's going to help. I think they're just going to fucking murder him that's this year. That was my... True. And that they're, could they're be a thing, too. Think about it. That they've invested so much in A.J. Dillon. Like, they've gotten memed on for that. So, yeah. for taking fucking A.J. Dillon in the second round... You know, a fucking big ass, you know, fucking power back in the second round. Yep. You know, so they have a lot invested in him. They clearly show they want to get him involved a little bit. He really hasn't had any crazy injuries, not to my knowledge. Yep. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones has a little bit. Yep. So I I think that this year he will likely have a really good year, but I could see him getting into some injury trouble this yep. year. Because I don't think Wait, they're going to be, yeah. Because I, I don't think they're going to be afraid to run him into the ground. Well, his issue is always been the ankle. It's like it's always his injury. Every time there's a cue, it's always ankle. Uh, Every so, time. So I want to hear on. I know Brian said he doesn't even have Joe Mixon on his list. Neither do I. So you got okay. I so the only reason why I have him on mine is just because of the volume. Um, you know we know he's going to get volume, and to be honest, if you're taking a running back in the second round. Depending on your league, you might have to take him in the first round. I wouldn't take him in the first round ever, nope. to tell you the truth. But nope. if you're getting a guy in the second round, look, last year Joe Mixon had 334 touches. You know, he was he had 16 goal line carries, which was third in the league. He averages 21 touches a game. He gets this volume. Now he doesn't always do a whole lot with it. We know that, but you're still getting that volume. The Bengals have improved their offensive line this offseason. They obviously are going to have a great offense this year. They're going to throw a lot. I think Mixon will get those receptions. And he's going to be on the field for a touchdown. You know, so I still think he'll get some receptions. They're going to throw a lot. They're probably going to be in a lot of games. They're going to be a good team this year. Mixon's going to be in a lot of good situations to succeed, in my right. opinion. I think there's going to be games where they're leading, and he can just run the ball down the stretch and have a 25-30 carry game. He's still in my top 10, Joe Mixon. I know he's never really exploded like we've hoped right. for, especially like I've hoped for, <laughs> but, you know. Well, now, that actually leads me to this real quick. What? Because there's a name that is yet to have been said on anybody. So, I'm going to read off the stats, and I want you to tell me if you guys know who this is. This running back finished top three in touchdowns last year. On 202 carries, he had 929 yards. He had 15 touchdowns, and he averaged 4.7 yards a carry. Is it James Conner? It's not James Conner. Oh, fuck. I actually don't know. This player might Everyone not be on my list. I'm looking at my stats. Yes. 
and he is just primed to have more carries this year and have a bigger role this year, even in the passing game. I'm actually curious because I don't think I have this player in my top 15s. I don't, I don't recognize those stats. When I say it, you guys might look at me like I'm nuts and say there's no fucking way that's true, but I promise you it is. See, see, see I really thought you'd be talking about James Conner or... You know, even David Montgomery, maybe, but... See, I just don't like James Conner because I had him before and he just burned me so much. It's like Christian McCaffrey. It's, it's once you burn me enough, that's it. You're dead to me. So so who is it? Who is your... Damian Harris. Okay, so I kind of... Damian Harris actually just missed my list. Okay. Um, he would probably be like 18 or 19. Landmine. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Total landmine, now, but go ahead. I can also see him, like we I said about Leonard Fournette, just being another kind of just mid, mid, mid-round running back that right. you take and you're just kind of like, why the fuck did I... Like, you're almost better off just punting it and trying to get your running back on waivers, whoever the James Robinson or fucking Philip Lindsay is this year, you know, and just getting that guy and just splurging all your waiver money on him. Yeah. But I probably would not draft Damian Harris this year. It's not that he, I don't like him, but New England likes committees. They drafted Ramondre Stevenson fairly, you know, at a decent price last year. They got him a little bit involved last year, you know. I just don't trust anybody on the Patriots. They're just going to do whatever the fuck it is to win the game. And they're not going to feature anybody. They're just going to do whatever they feel that. Right. They're, Bill's like, what, what do my balls feel like today? I'm just going to, you know. I, they don't have any superstars anymore. Like, there's they, nobody. They got that, nothing like that. But we got no Tom Brady. So we're getting a little tight on time here. So but, should we just wrap it up by um, saying the top 10 that we had? Everybody on the list? Elijah Mitchell at 10. Smart man. I like that. So my list going down the line, I had CMC. I mean, if he's healthy, it's not even questionable if he's healthy. Uh, at two, I had Derek Henry mainly for the volume. Nick Chubb, same thing for the volume. Najee Harris, I had it for because of the receptions. Grand, you said he could be a landmine. Absolutely correct. Jonathan Taylor at five. Austin Eckler at six. I had... Uh, Javante Williams at 7, Dalvin Cook at 8, Damian Harris at 9, and then at 10, I had Elijah Mitchell. Okay. Damn. Damn. So you guys both had Elijah Mitchell. I mean, I don't blame you, but we just don't know what Kyle Shanahan... I think he's Shanahan's favorite. He's got the speed that Shanahan wants. They got a running quarterback. They're going to be running the ball. I think they're going to be like the, the Lamar Jackson... Ravens. I I can see that. How much they're going to run. Trey Lance does have a nice arm, though. And so. Elijah Mitchell, he's going to be the, the first guy to to do it. So I, I like him as a value. And like I said, he's got that speed. Yeah. I mean, in the fourth, off. fifth round, I'm definitely drafting Elijah Mitchell. He's a good RB, too. Yeah, 100%. I've been doing mock drafts where I've been getting him as like my backup, like my third running back. Uh, yeah, and, and that's I would phenomenal. Be fucking you, happy with that. I'd be very happy with that. And then Next I got James Conner at 11. And I got Nick Chubb at 12. So that's it. Yeah, I have James Conner. He just missed my top 12. I have him at 13. Uh, just because, you know, last year was, let's just face it, that was fucking crazy from James Conner. Like, yeah. nobody would have bet on that. Fuck off. <laughs> but I think he can do it again because he's got the contract. It's He's got he the offense. He did just get extended. They yeah. released, get extended. Or they didn't, I don't know, they let Chase Edmonds go. He's gone. And he's got no competition there. And they're going to have... Scoring opportunities. Tyler Murray on the goal line is a threat that needs to be accounted for, and that's going to take. That's going to open up things for James Conner. I feel. Yeah, but James Conner also dies every other game. So. He does get hurt. Well, a running lot, back doesn't. Die you're right that these guys nah, dude, all get it's hurt. Like, it's not, nah, bro. Like, I get it. The wind blows and his leg breaks. I get like, it. 
But his his draft price is probably like a third round pick. But that's true. So, and for the numbers he had, he did have 15 touchdowns. So third round pick and he had 15 touchdowns. That's not that bad. Uh, yeah. Don't even fucking trip, bro. Uh, my list was I had Jonathan Taylor at one, CMC at two, Derrick Henry three, Austin Eckler four, Najee five, Dalvin Cook six, seven I had Javante Williams, eight I had DeAndre Swift, nine Nick Chubb, ten Joe Mixon, eleven Aaron Jones, and twelve I had Saquon. And that was my Oops. top twelve. I mean, look, I agree. I actually think Saquon's going to do good this year. I I hope he's, he's going to do good this year. All that needs to be said about Saquon, just got to stay healthy. Literally, he's the same as Christian McCaffrey. Just, just don't stay die. Healthy. That's just all it is. Be alive. That's it. Like we're just chasing like a. It's like we're chasing that high like that we got years ago and. That's the thing with Saquon Barkley. He had such a great rookie season. And like the heroin dragon in South they're, Park. They're chasing that fucking dragon. Like, they like just the catch can't me, wait. Catch me. Catch me. You know, they catch me. That one. They yeah, can't they, fucking wait to, to, to just feel it again. But it hasn't happened. It's been since like 2018 now. Yeah, since his rookie year, I'm to just, be honest. I'm, I'm just, that's how I feel about Saquon. I'm done until I fucking see no, something. He just can't yeah, stay healthy. Fair. Yeah, it's 100% fair. To like, the fourth or fifth round for me to be like, all right, well, this well, I can is... tell you right now, he ain't falling past the third well, round. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I would take no him shot. in the third, but he wouldn't fall back to my pick. Anyway. No, I mean, no, I'd he would not. Like I'm telling you, if he's yeah. out there in the third round, I'm taking him. But fuck him. He's <laughs> anyway. I think that's. I think that's all we got for that's everyone. All we got. Yeah, I think that's enough wrap to wrap it up. up. Thank you guys for listening to this podcast. If you are all for you or whatever, whoever's out there, but. Thank you, and this is the Fantasy Mode Podcast. We're out. Peace.